Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Couch Sports Talk Show. With me, as always, is my man, Nick. What's going on, Nick? I'm good. How you doing, bro? Good, man. Hey, I gotta, I gotta say, man, your Bears, they had me running for a while. I thought they were honestly going to pull off this game today. They kind of... They kind of blew it at the end, man. Uh, give me your thoughts about the game, man. Uh, honestly, I think it comes down to the coaching. It, it seems like, to me, honestly, like the Bears, they're they're not disciplined enough to start winning games. Because I feel like the Ravens, they're a good team. Even with their backup quarterback in, yeah. they seem like they're still a good team. Because their backup quarterback is basically running that same scheme that Lamar Jackson runs. Yeah, they're, they're so, almost identical, yeah. Right. So when it comes down to it, you're basically playing against the same quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just he's obviously a few calibers lower than what Lamar Jackson is. But right. I feel like the Bears, like they hung in there for a decent amount of time throughout the game. But then when it came down to like actually taking the lead and holding on to it, mm-hmm. I feel like the only reason they even had a chance to win that game was because of that blown coverage. Right. And then they threw the touchdown to Marquise Goodwin. Right. Yeah. And that. Uh- yeah, but like other than that, I feel like they're not in that game. Right. Once Andy Dalton came into the game, he wasn't really doing much. Like he had that the first drive he came in where he had the screen pass to Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney made that happen. Yeah. He broke what two, three tackles and took it into the end zone. Yes. So you got players making plays for you. And then when it comes to crunch time, all of a sudden nobody could get open. Andy Dalton's missing throws. People are dropping passes. You can't run the ball. Defense is blowing coverage. And I don't I, I feel like it falls on the players, obviously, because there shouldn't be blowing coverages. But right, at some right. point you gotta look at the coaching staff and be like, when are you gonna hold your players accountable? Because all right. season, like I know Eddie Jackson didn't play in this game specifically, but he's been missing tackles all season. Mm-hmm. Our players have been missing tackles all season. So at what point do you start holding people accountable? It just like it's not making sense to me. It seems like the coaching staff isn't being coaches, right? Yeah, and, like Matt Nagy, like he seems like he's a good like players coach, but when it comes down to actually coaching, it seems like he like folds under pressure. Yeah, I honestly don't like Matt Nagy. Uh, I think honestly he's not a head coach caliber type of person. Uh, like you said, I mean, you nailed it on the head. Like he, he, he is a player's coach, but like when it comes down to like actual decisions and being aggressive in a game, I just feel like he's not there. And, you know, yeah, you got to hold the players, you know, accountable, but at, at what point are you going to now say, okay, Matt Nagy, when are you going to start being aggressive in, in these games? They're playing it way too safe. Yeah. They you know, never do. That, yeah. The offense plays it way too safe. they get a lead. Anytime they get a lead, it's immediately prevent defense. Yeah. And even throughout the game, you notice that the Bears, they don't put any pressure on teams until they get in the red zone. Right. I and mean, it's they, like, have, they have the players for it, you know? Right. I mean, besides the secondary. The secondary is sketchy besides, like, Jalen Johnson. But, like, if you're putting pressure on teams throughout the whole entire game, then you'll make more plays. But, like, right. to sit here and basically play a, what would be a prevent defense – all game and then apply pressure in the red zone. It just seems tiring. So then when your defense gets into like the end of the third, fourth quarter, then everybody's exhausted because the offense can't stay on the field. Yeah. You're, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, you look at the last quarter of that game 
And the way that that defense was playing, it, it kind of just seemed like they were tired. They needed to get off the field already, and they just couldn't, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, like you said, there was bone coverages. There was no reason on that last drive any of that should have happened. Right. Like, how do you how do you honestly allow that team to go 70 yards down the field in under a minute? Dude, like, I'm pretty sure in that formation they had, like, trips right. Mm-hmm. And then our, their defense, like, whoever was in the secondary right there, they were, like, whenever they started, like, when they call a hike and they started running their routes, somebody got lost in yeah. that situation. Yeah. And then I think it was Sammy Watkins takes, takes off downfield and basically just catches a wide open pass. And then they save the touchdown, but like inevitably they end up scoring because right. like you basically put them on the two, three yard line. But right. like in that, in that situation, why doesn't somebody know that they have that third? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you have somebody taking like the short, like the flats, and then you have somebody taking over like the middle third. Like, why wouldn't that, why, why wouldn't that be a thing? Like in that situation too, it just, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I feel like, Someone's got to – everybody got to go. Everybody got <laughs> to go. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of young talent on the team. But, like, the coaching staff, it just seems like they're not coaching their players up well enough. Yeah, like, I, I feel totally like agree. Justin Fields should be, like, light years ahead of where he is now. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Fields, I mean, don't get me wrong. He played a decent game today. Um there was moments in the game where, uh, you know, he had a receiver too wide open. He just, he just didn't pull the trigger and, and, you know, throw it down the field or he'll make, you know, silly mistakes, you know, throw it to a, a guy that was double covered instead of a guy that was only, you know, single covered, you know, it, it was kind of just like little mental mistakes here and there, but honestly, he didn't play that bad. I know last week we were talking about a little bit about him, how I personally think how he, he should have been sat the whole year, but uh, you know, you had the thought that, you know, he, he is getting better throughout the season. Uh, today kind of proved it in a way. Uh, you know, he didn't do anything special, but he didn't do anything terrible as well. Yeah. You know, like he was he was just a mediocre quarterback today. And right. kind of, you know, I hate, to, I hate to say it, but, you know, I hate to see when a, when a player goes down an injury. I hope he's honestly okay. But when Andy Dalton came in, it kind of was like, okay, now you kind of see why Andy Dalton should have started. Right. Because you don't want to see your rookie quarterback, your future quarterback, your future franchise quarterback getting hurt. And Andy Dalton, you know, that first drive that he was in, uh, you know, he ended up scoring that touchdown uh, to Darnell Mooney. Granted, Darnell Mooney, like you said, did break a tackle or two to score that touchdown. But – Andy Dalton knew the right receiver to get it to. He knew the right play. He had it perfectly down, and they were able to score that touchdown. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I could see Justin Fields being that franchise quarterback and being that kind of, uh, I don't know, that go-to guy where you, the Bears are going to rely on him and kind of, like, start to build around him. That defense – that that defense, I think the Bears completely wasted that defense. They wasted it. Okay, yeah, that know, Bears I, defense I mean, was good, was a top 10 defense the past five years. Yeah. The fact that they are blowing out games or getting getting themselves blown out 
by teams that they have no business getting blown out to. And granted, that has partly to do with the offense. The offense can't seem to stay on the field. They're always on a three-and-out situation. But, you know, the defense the defense has to do something. Yeah. You know, the defense – I mean, they didn't have they they didn't have Mac because Mac's obviously out for the season. Yeah. But and then Akeem Hicks wasn't there either, right? So they were basically able to take advantage of just running it up the middle every play. Like they they literally, I think there was a drive where they ran it up the middle for like four or five times in a row, mm-hmm. just straight up the middle, and they were getting like five six yards every single time. Like Roquan Smith had like over fifteen tackles by the third quarter or something yeah. like that. So like. If, if Roquan Smith is making all your tackles on the running back, then you know that something's wrong with that D-line. I mean, they also have Robert Quinn. I mean, Robert Quinn has, what, eight and a half sacks, nine sacks on, on the yeah, year Yeah, but he's already. coming off the edge. You yeah, know I mean, like, he's, he's still playing he, pressure, he made, though. He made some plays where they were doing, like, a like a, like an option play. Like, he's right. making plays off of that. But, like, there's, like, the hole is so wide in the middle that Robert Quinn isn't even able to get there because the running back's already gone up the middle. Right. Right. It's, yeah. It's I, I, no, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I mean, yeah. Th- when you're relying solely on, you know, Roquan Smith to run that defense, I mean, you're, you're not going to be successful all the time. You're yeah. not going to win games. You're, you're, you know, the defense is going to be tired. Roquan Smith is going to be tired. Uh, right. And you, you're just going to get blown out every single game, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's bright spots to the defense. Like I like Travis Gibson. He's a beast. Yeah. Like upcoming. Like right now, he's just like decent. He looks like he's gonna do well in the future. Robert Quinn is gonna be there for the next few years. So obviously, at least he's showing promise from what last season was, because last season he was trash. Yeah. Then you got Jalen Johnson. Obviously, he's young, he's up and coming. He seems like he's gonna be a good corner in the league. Then you got Roquan Smith, obviously. They're about to have to sign him to a fat-ass contract. So that's going to take away from the defense. And then yeah. I think Eddie Jackson's got to go. They got to rebuild the rest of the secondary. Linebackers, they need, they're going to need linebackers. They're going to need to rebuild the whole entire D-line. Bilal Nichols looks decent, but I feel like he's been disappearing lately. Yeah, I, I feel like the Bears just need to uh, kind of rebuild now. I mean, they, they kind of they, they kind of for sure – know that they have their quarterback we already know they have the running back in david montgomery you know their receivers they're still young so the offense the offense is still young and they could build they you know they need a better o-line but yeah they need to i think they honestly need to rebuild that defense because with today's you know loss like they honestly shouldn't have lost that game yeah no it was a close game you know it came down to the wire uh but honestly they they just shouldn't have lost that game yeah. Well, I think you just got to like, I think it starts from like the top and yeah. I feel like the bears just aren't drafting well enough to mm-hmm. win in today's NFL. And I think after this season, hopefully they get rid of the, like whoever is drafted these bumps because <laughs> bro, it's just not looking right. Like Ryan pace, like he's, he's hit on a few dudes. Yeah. I can't lie. Like he's hit on a few dudes, but like, I feel like, by now you should have enough players, like a decent O-line. Yeah. Like his O-line, like I feel like his offensive line picks have been like all busts. Like he mm-hmm. hasn't taken any in the first round, nothing. He keeps trying to draft receivers or like Mitch Trubisky. Like Mitch Trubisky, like he was decent, 
But then, like, I feel like Matt Nagy's offense is so complicated. You expect somebody to come in and just all of a sudden run his offense. He, like, I don't know what he expects out of these players. Like, Andy Dalton is a vet, and he can't even come in and run that offense well. Right. You don't have an O-line to run the offense that you want to run. Right. So it just doesn't make – it just – I don't know what, like, how their drafting process goes, but whatever they got going on ain't working. Right. They need to rip it down from the top and just start over. Speaking of teams and draft picks, we have to talk about the Cowboys rookie players. Have to, have to, have to. Michael Parsons is making a name for himself. He had a phenomenal game today, even though the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs. Michael Parsons had a phenomenal game today. Uh, I honestly think he's in the running for defensive player of the year, maybe rookie defense player of the year. Well, for sure, rookie defense player of the year. Uh, yeah. But I honestly think he's he's up there for uh, defensive player of the year with Trayvon Diggs. Uh, you know, he's been showing it week in and week out. Uh like I said, unfortunately, they lost today, but he looked phenomenal against that Chiefs offense, which is kind of hard to slow down. Yeah. And, you know, he, he kind of makes that the rest of that defense work. You know, like he he is applying pressure. He's He knows how to cover. He's fast enough to get to a, a receiver or a running back before they run it down the field. You know, he's making big plays uh, to kind of prevent offenses from just running right over the Cowboys. Yeah, well, it's crazy to think that he's applying as much pressure as he is without Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Right. So the fact that he's doing that by himself as a rookie is just crazy to see. Like, I feel like everybody had, like, high hopes for him coming in Mm. as a rookie, and everybody expected him to put up numbers. But I feel like at this stage, nobody really expected him to be putting up this many numbers, like getting this many sacks, applying pressure, like, damn near every single play. But like you said, like with the Chiefs picking it back up, because like obviously they were in a slump in the beginning yes. of the season. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're coming out of that slump, the offense and the defense. Yeah. Which is like perfect timing because like we were talking about last week, that division is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Micah Parsons can put up the numbers that he put up today against a Chiefs offense like that, I definitely feel that. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like he's definitely like a lot for defensive player, not defensive player of the year, but defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. For uh, sure. I, I honestly don't see anybody else uh, outperforming him rookie wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the Cowboys right now, you know, their, their defense is meshing, you know, like they're getting, they're getting in a nice groove. Uh, yeah. They're without, you know, Demarcus Lawrence and now without Randy Gregory, uh, you know, but I, I just feel like they're still like one of those top defenses that you, that you kind of have to worry about, you know, they're making themselves, you know, look good that, you know, they're playing against great teams. Granted the Cowboys don't have the hardest schedule. They probably have probably top three easiest schedules, yeah. if not the easiest schedule. Uh, but you know, when, when they went against the Vikings, you know, phenomenal defense, phenomenal, you know, the fact that they were able to stop them like that. You know, they're blowing out other teams. You know, they're not even allowing teams to go, you know, score more than 10 points. Uh, you know, with Trayvon Diggs, Michael Parsons, uh, Lane Vanderas, you know, th- I honestly think the Cowboys defense is stacked at this point. You know, I honestly didn't expect them to be this well uh, in, into, into the season. 
Uh, I expected, you know, a mediocre defense. Uh, but I honestly think that they're kind of like now a top 10 defense in the league. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, they're the, they're the, they showed today that they're the strong suit of the team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's because, because, because that because offense today wasn't, they did, did not show up at all. It was horrible. It was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. I got you know? Zeke on my fantasy team. I was like, man, yeah. please let this dude put up some numbers, bro. I know. Me too. Like, I was, I was just, I was watching the game and I'm just like, what is going on with this offense? Last week, you just put up 40 points. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was against well, it the, just, it was it against the Falcons. It just goes to show that they're not as deep as Cowboys fans thought they were at the beginning of the season. No, for real, because everybody yeah. thought that, like, Michael Gallup was yeah. good enough to pick up slack if somebody were to go down. Yeah. Cedric Wilson was good enough to pick up slack if people were to go down. And then you lose Amari Cooper to start the game, and then C.D. Lamb goes out what was it, first or second quarter? Yeah, right before the half, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't come back into the game, and then the offense completely goes out. Yeah. They couldn't even, like, when CeeDee Lamb was still in there, they couldn't even do anything because they were double covering him. Right. Yeah, he he was not open at all the entire game. Exactly. And then it's like, also, at this point, like, is Zeke even worthy of the starting position at running back? Tony Pollard looked like he going to take his position. I mean – don't get me wrong, Tony Pollard. He's you know he's a good running back. He will be a running back one on a lot of teams. On a lot of teams, I still think Zeke has it though. Zeke is a power running back. He can also be elusive. You know he he's agile. Uh, I think Zeke has all the tools to be a top three running back in the league. Um, but you know just the way that offense is run, I mean. Zeke kind of can't really do anything with it. You know, right. like, that's what I'm saying though, is like the offense seems to run better with Pollard. With in. Pollard, yeah. Yeah, because Pollard is, is a receiving back. Right, but they don't use Zeke as a receiving back. He can no. catch the ball out the backfield. They yeah. just choose not to throw it to him for whatever reason. I, you know, because I mean those, he's goaded in the fourth quarter, rushes, he's catching you know, the ball runs. and taking it downfield. Yeah. But they, but when Pollard's in, they do that all game. When Zeke's in, they just run the ball up the middle, run the ball right. up the middle, run the ball up the middle. They give Pollard all the zones outside, you know what I mean, like the screen passes, all that. They don't do that with Zeke. Yeah. And I feel like when you put Zeke in the game, everybody knows they're going to run the ball up the middle. Right. Or he's blocking. Yeah, so I mean. He's in the game, it makes them one-dimensional. Not like they're a one-dimensional offense, but, like, I feel like today – it just showed that they were one dimensional because they didn't have their starting receivers. Right. But when you have Zeke in the game like that and you don't use him the same way you use Pollard, when you put Zeke in, then everybody's like, but we know they're not throwing to his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, in the previous years, they did use Zeke like that. You know, he was, you know, a, a receiving back, you know, he was able to, you know, put his head down, get you five, six yards every carry. You know, he was able to, you know, go out on, on you know, the outside and, and be able to catch a 10, 15-yard pass. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know why they, they don't do it anymore. Yeah, because they uh, were doing that when he first came in the league. Yeah, you know, he, he was, was he was phenomenal. You know, yeah, that was, he was, that was him. When he first came in the league. I don't know why they don't do it to him no more, but, like, he seems like he's still that same person. Yeah, nothing's changed. 
right. So Love like that's like why wouldn't you throw him the ball and just make your offense that much more dynamic? So when you're swapping running backs, it's not changing anything. Like what if you look at like Cleveland, for example, mm. they run their two-headed monster. They got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. When they're right. both healthy, they both do the same thing. They can run it up the middle, run it outside, catch a screen, catch a, a little flat route, and take it upfield. Right. They do the same exact thing. So when you're swapping those running backs, they have to account for that. Yeah. So that's why Cleveland's running game is so successful compared to, like, the Cowboys. Like, the Cowboys, they're not bad necessarily, no. but they could be so much better if they use Zeke the same way they're using Pollard. Right. No, I totally agree. Uh, Pollard, you know, he's – he's. I, I give Pollard this. He is more elusive and more agile than Zeke. Uh, he's able to get into smaller holes. He's able to, you know, uh, juke somebody and go down the field for another 20 yards. You know, right. don't get me wrong. Zeke is still able to do that. But I feel like Zeke has lost a step uh, since being in the league. Um, and I don't think that Zeke can be the same type of player that Pollard is. Zeke, yeah, don't get I me mean, wrong. He he could still, you know, get you 100 yards rushing. He could still get you another 50 yards receiving. You know, he has that ability. But when you have another player like Pollard that could do it very easy and nobody's even like focused about this guy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to choose Pollard nine times out of 10. Right. You know, Pollard has proven time and time again, these past, you know, what 11 weeks and even last season that he deserves to be in that role that he's in right now. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's, he's definitely like, putting up a fight with Zeke for that number one running back position. Right. But I feel like Zeke doesn't have to do what Pollard is doing. He like doesn't. Zeke can, Zeke can still be that power back while catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah. He can catch a pass, turn around, and blast somebody. Yeah. He doesn't have to sit there and juke, dance around. Like, you could do the same thing you do when you catch the ball or when you run the ball. Right. Just when you catch the ball, turn around, put your face mask on somebody's chest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Zeke, I mean, Zeke still does it. You know, he'll he'll run over somebody, you know, instantly. Yeah, instantly. I mean, he was doing we, it in the fourth it this quarter. Year. He yeah. was doing it in the fourth quarter, but they didn't start doing that until they the game was they almost over. So the Chiefs are playing prevent defense, and right. then they start going at Zeke. Like, you had all game to do this. You got two uh, Pro Bowl running backs, could be all pro if they probably played on a different team. Yeah. But you, you choose to start throwing to them fourth quarter? Come on, man. Yeah, I honestly didn't like the way the, the Cowboys were playing today. I felt like they were honestly playing it safe. And for what? For what reason? Right. You know, especially the with the don't amount have of a pressure, good secondary. Especially with the amount of pressure that was on Dak all game. Yeah. Yeah. If he, you can't run the ball, you you if you can't run the ball, you gotta start throwing screens. Have to. Have to. You know, the, the Chiefs, they were applying pressure, and I feel like, you know the Cowboys needed to do something different in, in that game. They weren't being aggressive downfield. They were, you know, throwing these little five yard out routes, five yard flat routes. And it was, I, I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm just like, what the hell is going on? This isn't the deck that I know. This isn't the Cowboys offense that I know, you know, this is like, we're scared of the chiefs for some reason. Right. The chiefs have not proven anything this whole year. Right. You know, they, their main wins have gone 
have been against teams that are either 500 or below 500. Right. You know, they have not shown anybody that they're the Chiefs from three years ago, yeah. even two years ago. You know, and for the Cowboys to play it safe and kind of be like that that little scared puppy today, like I, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? You know, you I guys think, should be uh, running over these it, guys. I think it more goes to say that the Chiefs are like clicking. Yeah. After last week, I think it's clicking for them. And I think you guys just happen to be like their next victim on the list. Yeah. And it sucked because you guys didn't have Amari Cooper. So there was like Amari Cooper gets double teamed all game. Yeah. So it leaves the option open for CeeDee Lamb to just do whatever he wants. Right. And I feel like the Chiefs basically just took advantage of you guys not having your starters. And I feel like that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, it sucks that Amari Cooper wasn't there. And that does do a lot to CeeDee Lamb because those two are, are exactly like Zeke and Pollard. They're a two-headed dragon. One, I feel like one needs the other. Right. You know, without Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb wasn't able to do what he's best at, and that's creating separation and getting open for Dak. You right. know, every, everybody has been saying, oh, yeah, C.D. Lamb's going to be that number one receiver. But honestly, in the first half before he got injured, he didn't show it at all. Yeah. You know, granted, he was getting double covered, but there was some times where he wasn't even double covered, and he was letting somebody just stay on him. For what reason? You're yeah. fast enough. I mean, you, you're you have the agility to get away from somebody, and you're just not doing it. Yeah, I mean, he needs that second person. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same as before you guys drafted CD. When it was just Amari Cooper, Amari yeah. Cooper wasn't really doing much either. Right. He had, but he had Michael Gallup. Uh, you know, Michael Gallup isn't a, a wide receiver one or two, but you know, Amari when he only had a uh, Michael Gallup. He was still that guy, though. He was yeah. still putting I mean, up was, the numbers. He was still he was a thousand up yard, numbers, you know, but receiver. it wasn't nearly as much as like with CD and Amari Cooper together. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different, a whole different yeah, team. It could, it could be dynamic, but like yeah. when Amari was just by himself, like he was putting up numbers because he's Amari Cooper. Yeah, but you put a number two, like a legit number two wide receiver, could be number one on another team. Yeah, then it's a different story. Right. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I honestly, I, I thought this was going to be a shootout today. Honestly, I thought, you know, both Dak and Patrick Mahomes were just going to go touchdown for touchdown the whole entire game. I'm yeah. not mad about the outcome because I kind of had uh, the Chiefs winning this game anyways. Uh, for some reason, I, you know, I, I just assumed that it was going to happen. I thought that yeah. the Chiefs, Offense was just too powerful for the Cowboys defense, especially the Cowboys defense being so young. Yeah. Uh, and not really seeing a team like that. You know, the Cowboys, there's no there's no team in the NFC that's like the Chiefs besides the Bucks. You know, and for the Cowboys to only see a team like that the the second time this season, yeah. I already kind of knew that that was gonna happen. I, yeah. I, I already had it in my head that the Cowboys were going to lose this game, but right. I'm not upset because they only allowed them 19 points. Yeah. I take that as a win all day. Yeah. If they're only allowing them 19 points and we're only scoring nine points as the Cowboys. Right. Without Omari Cooper, without CD Lamb for the second half. Right. Equals her majority of that of today's game also. 
Right. After he rolled his ankle or whatever. Right. So I kind of look at that as a, as a win in my eyes, because if we go, you know, if, if the Cowboys go to deep into the playoffs and let's say they make it to the Super Bowl, let's say chiefs meet them there. I feel confident that the Cowboys will actually beat them. Right. You know, the, the fact that you, you stopped them from scoring high amounts of points in this game shows a lot. I can see that. But, like, your, your guys' defense is legit. Yeah. My thing is the offense getting over that hump because, like, if you guys don't have Amari Cooper in the playoffs, if you guys don't have CeeDee Lamb in the playoffs, then what? Yeah. It's just a wasted season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, because like you guys didn't beat the Bucks week one, and right. that was full, that was full power. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks game. Yeah, we, the Cowboys didn't win, but they they put up a fight. Let's let's be honest. They yeah. probably put up the biggest fight that anybody has put to the Bucks. It's just the defense couldn't. I don't uh, know. <laughs> The defense couldn't outhold the, no, hey, the uh, Washington football team beat their ass, boy. They did. They did. Yeah, but let's be honest. The Washington up. football team has a good defense. You know, the only time Tampa Bay loses is when they're playing a top five defense. Yeah. But Taylor Heineke also went down the field and scored to basically lock the game up. Yeah, he did. Against Tampa Bay's defense that's supposed to be top tier. No, I obviously. Don't know. Obviously, their secondary isn't as good as it should be, but their defense is still top tier. Like, a lot of people can't run the ball against them, but Washington's offense, they were they played pretty well against them. Yeah. I mean, moral of the story, I, I think the Cowboys will make the playoffs. I mean, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. They're winning that division hands down. Yeah. I think they're going to make a run in the playoffs. If they don't get the first round by – uh, I see them at least making it to the NFC championship game. Uh, you know, just because Packers, they don't look good. Bucks, they'll be there. Uh, you know, there's, there's really nobody. Else. I mean, Arizona, can they even get healthy? Yeah. You know, there's no other teams out there in the NFC right now that are fully loaded, fully capable, fully healthy. Uh, to actually right. make it to the NFC Championship game, besides the Cowboys and the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of playoffs, are the Patriots back? Are, are the Patriots going to make the playoffs? Are, are the Patriots going to make a deep run? Like, like I kind of want to get your aspect for the from the Patriots because I feel like you know once they got their quarterback and Mac Jones, nothing has changed from when Tom Brady left. Yeah, I feel like. Mac Jones is legit, Mm. but I also feel like he fell into the perfect situation for his play style and for his like team chemistry that he would need to win games. Yeah. Like he just seems like that type of like Bill Belichick type quarterback. Right. Uh, Another Tom Brady. Right. And he's young enough to just listen to what Bill Belichick is saying. Like just do this, just do this. And, like, they've had that same coaching staff, that same winning culture for how many years now? Shit, 20 years. Right, and then you throw in a rookie quarterback who is accurate. Right. 
semi-mobile. Like, he's not outrunning nobody, but he can at least dance around in a pocket until somebody gets open. Right. He knows how to hit the check down. He can zing it in there if he needs to. It lets them be able to run the ball with their three, four fucking running backs that the Patriots always have. Yeah. He he fell into the perfect situation. He's got a good old line, everything. Like it's everything that a quarterback could ask for coming in as a rookie. Right. No, I, all yeah, they I needed, totally agree. All they needed to do is just wait for them to get their little chemistry going for the first few games. And now they're actually taking down teams that you would think that would beat the Patriots in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I totally agree. The way he played this week against Atlanta shows very similar play styles with as Tom Brady. You know, and I honestly, I hate comparing him to Tom Brady because just because it's New England and everybody does that with, with New England. They, they pick the quarterback and then they're like, okay, how is he compared to Tom Brady? But honestly, Mac Jones might be the second coming of Tom Brady in New England. You know, like yeah. you said, he fell into the right situation, just like Tom Brady. He fell in with the right coaches, just like Tom Brady. He, he doesn't even talk back to the coaches. He's like, okay, yeah, you tell me what to do, I'll do it, just like right. Tom Brady. He doesn't give up interceptions. Guess what? Just like Tom Brady. Right. You know, Mac Jones, honestly, I did not expect him to do this well. I remember when he was getting drafted, I was like, good luck, New England. Yeah. Because I, I had no faith in him. And that's what I thought too. You, you know, right? I see, I see Bears fans on Facebook pages. They're like, the Bears drafted the wrong quarterback. I'm like, don't right. say that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because if Mac Jones comes to the Bears, he's not going to look as good as he does. Exactly, on the exactly. You have to pick the correct quarterback for your play style. And I feel like with the Patriots, did they went and got a quarterback that fits their play style? Right. You know, granted, Bill Belichick has a great relationship with Nick Saban, and Nick Saban gave him like the inside scoop about Mac Jones, and right. Bill Belichick had nothing negative about Mac Jones whatsoever. Right. You know, the first couple games, Mac Jones was iffy, but that's that's rookie jitters. You right. know, I give it to that rookie jitters. But the way he's been playing all season, the what the Patriots are seven and four, right? I did it's not expect bad. them to be seven and four. I didn't expect them to even have more than six wins. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, but now they actually might make the playoffs. Uh, they might even win the division with, with the way that the Bills are playing lately. The yeah. Bills aren't looking like the Bills. And the Patriots might actually take advantage and take that division. I mean, it's looking likely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even doubt it at all because the Patriots look like they're legit. Yeah, they look I mean, like they're. Legit. They, they don't even have the players, you know. Like they don't have the receivers. But that's another thing that reminds me of Tom Brady with Mac Jones. Tom Brady yeah. didn't have receivers. He yeah. made those receivers good, and I feel like that's exactly what Mac Jones is doing too. Well, it's it's also you got to think too, like it's Josh McDaniel's offense, right? He's scheming these guys open. He's having everybody believe in the system, and that's just that just basically makes the team that much better. Yeah, because the the Patriots' defense has always been good. Always, like yeah. that's that's yeah. always their strong suit is their defense, but their offense is always good enough to keep the defense off the field. Yeah, totally they have agree. those. They have those long five, six, seven minute drives down the field. They always got the. They are always winning the time of possession battles, like all that stuff that you need to stay consistent in the league and win games. They do those things. Yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
you know, the Patriots, you know, last year, honestly, it was just the Patriots trying to rebuild, right? Right. And honestly, I did. I think they did a great job coming into yeah. this season. You know, the right. way that this season is turning out so far, you know, I feel like they just haven't lost a step. I feel like they just went on like a, like a vacation for a year. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, like now they're right back to business. They did exactly what they were supposed to. They went and got two good tight ends like they yeah. usually have. Right. And then they have their not mediocre receiving core, but like, I mean, they're, uh, I would say like they're slightly above mediocre. Yeah. They're good enough to make the plays, but they're not good enough to be like a number one receiver anywhere else. Right. And then they have their, I don't even know how many, they got their rookie running back. They got like three, they got like four running backs on their roster that have put up numbers. Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like the Patriots have like a 50 man roster and like 20 yeah. of them are running backs. Yeah, I can't even you name know? all their damn running backs. They got so many fucking running right. backs to put up numbers. So it's like they literally are they're they're literally back to that like not old school because it's not really like old school, but mm. like it's that it's Patriot Patriot style. offense that everybody yeah. is used to. Right. And the fact that they hit the nail on the head with Mac Jones just mm. makes it that much worse for their division. Because yeah. now everybody's probably like, these motherfuckers are back. Yeah. It's honestly like they they never left, right? Honestly, you know, and that's and that's the scary part because it's like you know Bill Belichick is a Hall of Fame coach, you just right. you already know it, and the fact that like you said he got his quarterback, he hit it on the nail with his quarterback, he has his two tight ends, he has his running backs, the defense is always there. It's like you really you really didn't lose out on anything, yeah. Like getting rid of Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, they took a season off. They thought motherfuckers was tweaking when they let go of Cam Newton. Yeah. That seemed to work out in their favor. Now they got Cam Perfect. Newton back in Carolina. Perfect. Doing half decent. But, like, they thought, oh, why would why would you get rid of Cam Newton? Why? Bill Belichick knew what he had. Yep. He knew. He knew immediately. <laughs> he knew he what like, he had in Mac Jones. We're going to start winning games again. Watch. Yep. And that's exactly what's happening. You know, I, I honestly I, – I, I hate to say it, because I am such an anti-Patriot person. Like, I do not like the Patriots whatsoever. But they're doing what Patriots do. Yeah. They're winning. Yeah. You know? And I, I got to give it to Bill Belichick. I got to give it to Mac Jones. You know, they're playing a phenomenal season. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely exciting to see because there's a lot of young quarterback talent in the league. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people thought, like, after Aaron Rodgers was leaving, Tom Brady was leaving – Van Roethlisberger was leaving, like all these dudes that are retired, that are going to be retiring soon, yeah, that there yeah. wasn't going to really be that much quarterback talent. Because I feel like a lot of the college offenses that they run, a lot of people don't think that they're going to translate to the NFL. But the right. fact that you got like Kyler Murray coming in, Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen been looking sketchy lately, you got Josh yeah. Allen coming in, but you got like Dak Prescott, he's good. You got Mac Jones now. He's good. Hopefully, Justin Fields is good. You know what I mean? You got all these young quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the NFL was bright with with quarterbacks. There's there's so many good quarterbacks in the league right now that, like, is there even enough talent to go around to these teams to help these good quarterbacks be good quarterbacks? No. I'll tell you right now, no. (laughs) There's so many good quarterbacks. This shit crazy. All right, man. Uh, So that's going to do it for me. Uh, I hope you got everything you had to say. Yeah, I'm I'm good, bro. <laughs> All right, man.
All right, everybody at home, thank you for watching. Uh, if you want to check us out on social media, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Couch Sports Talk Show. Uh, be sure to follow us on uh, YouTube and subscribe to our page uh, to see more exclusive videos. Uh, other than that, I'm Anthony. With me, as always, is Nick. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yep. Have a good one.